This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 1078, Sample IELTS School Answers for Parts 2 and 3. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Jessica and I answer IELTS speaking part two and part three questions about schooling in today's educational episode. Listen in for high-level vocabulary and tips. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going? Great. How's your psychology class going? Oh, I haven't heard an update. Philosophy. Philosophy, philosophy that's right. class. I think but I've done that a few times. I've called it psychology. That's okay. There's, you know, there is a lot in common. There is in the Venn diagram of subjects, there is much overlap between psychology and philosophy. True. Um, you know what? I am still working my way through this textbook in my free time. Um, mm. It is amazing. It. I am learning so much about what is the mind? Is it, you know, what is the soul? What is all of these questions that are so amazing to think about? It's really great to learn the language for discussing these ideas and these oh, doubts and these questions. So yeah, I am still greatly gratified in my studies. I bet. Because yeah, that is something that comes up often in just regular conversation. People will start totally. kind of getting philosophical and wanting to to sort of, you know, what do you think about the soul and the mind? Like, and it, it, it makes for some very interesting conversations. Oh, for sure. Um, I found out my my movie friend Sandra and I, she also has a great interest in philosophy and she's um, 66, I think. So she can take free classes and she's done a lot on philosophy and we'd never even talked about it before. So yeah, guys, study what, study what motivates you and makes you interested and you will have a lot of conversations. And not only that, but you'll have tons more to talk about on the IELTS exam because come on, education is like the number one topic on all parts of the test. Exactly. It comes up all the time on um, writing task two and every part of the speaking exam, which is perfect for today because we are going to do some sample speaking part two and part three answers about schooling education. So you guys are going to hear a lot of great vocabulary that if there's anything new, add it to your vocabulary notebook because there is a good chance you could get a question about education on test day. 
Yes, exactly. So Aubrey and I are going to provide some sample answers. And like she said, you need to keep track of this vocab. So you might want to listen today a couple times. Uh, we're going to do part two. I'm going to do a part two. And then Aubrey's going to do a couple part three answers. All right. You're ready for your part two? I'm going to get my timer ready. <laughs> I'm okay. nervous. I didn't take notes, guys. This is totally off the cuff. Right. You Ooh, got this. There's a good idiom, guys. Off the that cuff. Is. That would be a great idiom to use on speaking when you're like a little bit nervous and you're worried you're going to make mistakes. At the beginning of your answer, you could say, ah, let me just note that these answers are off the cuff and I'm nervous about my grammar mistakes, but let's do this. Yeah, it's a great way to start start part two. Start part two as well, right? Instead totally. of saying, "I am going to talk about my first day," to say, "Like I hadn't thought about this in a while, so this answer is really off the cuff." <laughs> Perfect. For sure. I love it. I love it. Okay, here we go. Describe your first day of school. Oh my gosh, that is such a hard question. I I can't remember my first day of school. I mean, to be honest, this cue card topic is a little bit vague because which school? I mean, my parents both worked, so I had to go to preschool from a very early age. And not only that, what which school? Like I said, is it elementary? Is it uh middle school? High school? Tertiary? perhaps. So I'm going to say that unfortunately, I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood. And I've actually heard this is quite common. I don't remember a lot, guys, from before the age of, you know, 10. (laughs) Um, But I do have certain impressions that come to mind of my preschool. Um, I loved preschool. It was in an old church in a tiny town when I lived in um, Gardnerville, Nevada. And my friends and I would sing lots of pop songs like Madonna, for example. We loved to pretend we were performing on stage in the middle of the tricycle track. Um, And we put on shows. This preschool was amazing. We did a whole performance of Snow White. For example, and da da da, I got to be Snow White. I think just because I had very dark hair. But first day of school for elementary, I don't remember. The highlights that I do remember, what comes to mind most vividly from my um, kindergarten experience was that I actually got to play a lot of Oregon Trail, this super old video game, because I already knew how to read. And that was like the main goal of kindergarten was to teach us how to read. And my teacher didn't know what to do with me. So she sent me to this new computer lab because I'm old secret. And in the computer lab, there was one thing to do, which was to play Thank Oregon you. Trail. Oh, dang. Oh, good job. <laughs> it's tricky if you like don't remember a lot. I'm the same. I don't remember really? a lot before oh, age phew. 10 maybe 13. Totally. And I loved, you used so much great vocabulary. I loved right away calling out the question as being kind of vague, but then using this great vocab to show that like, look, I know all of the vocab for all of the schools, right? Yes, you guys (laughs) do that, right? List them. Elementary, middle school, high school, then then throw in the word tertiary for higher level, right? I know, what a great word, right? Such a good word. Yes, that's a band nine word because even natives don't use it that often. So really good word to throw in. And you know, then I loved... Go oh, ahead. Sorry. 
I suspect that in British English, it is more common than American mm, English because be. they're more of the, you know, they use primary, secondary, tertiary to describe the different mm-hmm. school phases. Whereas, you know, we say elementary, middle, high school and university. So I think it might be a bit more common in British English, but still an impressive word. Yes, that's funny. I wonder if like a British speaker listening to our podcast might be like, what? That is a common word. What are you talking about? I know, totally. (laughs) But in the States, not so much. Yeah, good point. Um, I loved how you did the da-da-da, like imitating an orchestra, giving you a fanfare. (laughs) Like that's so fun. And native natives do that all the time. Like before you're going to say something, da-da-da, I was Snow White. Guys, that would be so fun to do before like any exciting detail you're going to share. If it's at all exciting or surprising, um, you could be like, da, 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 da. Um, or you could be like, drum roll, please. And then like drum your fingers on the desk. And I know a yes. lot of or some people listening um, who maybe are not familiar with our IELTS experience and how well we know the exam might say, that sounds too informal for IELTS. Guys, Mm. let me just say here that the more native and natural you are, the more interesting you are, the more you stand out from other students, then you will get a seven or higher, right? So yes, those two ways to introduce a detail are amazing. Yes. And that's the thing, especially in part one, you do want to be informal. You don't want to be like a student speaking with a monotone. You want to use slang, idiomatic language, phrasal verbs, and things like this that make you stand out and are very informal. You want to be talking more like you're speaking to a friend. Yeah, exactly. And guys, remember, if you want to find out if you are already standing out from other students, you can take our free IELTS quiz. Guys, go to allearsenglish.com slash my score and get your estimated IELTS band score. Um, Okay, Aubrey, are you ready for part three? Yes, hit me with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you think parents should drive their kids to school or should kids go to school by themselves? It very much depends on the age, in my opinion. We live pretty close to a school. It's a neighborhood school, and my children should be capable of going on their own. But because they're a little bit younger, and honestly, because one of my sons is very easily distracted, um, he sometimes he'll be riding his bike, and he's sort of lollygagging. He'll stop and look at every flower and every rock, and then suddenly he'll just turn right into the middle of the road. He just doesn't pay attention, so... I fear for his safety. So I drive them to school because I can't really trust them to go on their own and get there on time and be responsible because they're quite young. But my older children, they do. They ride their bikes or they take a bus or they walk. um, I'd like them to be more independent and saves me a little bit of time as well. So they um, get themselves to school, which I think is ideal. Fantastic. Um, Okay, I want to point out a couple things there, guys, that we want you to also do on Speaking Part 3. So Aubrey started her answer by saying it very much depends. And then she said exactly why, right, with real examples of what it depends on and showing me what that means in the real world, right, by using your own children as an example. And guys, that's still a high-scoring answer. And in fact, it is high scoring because she got so specific with those personal examples. Because we still have students asking if they Mm -hmm. should use personal examples in part three and writing task two. So yes, of course, guys, that's how you prove the idea. I have heard students on the test 
um, become a little bit befuddled by questions sometimes and say, oh, well, that depends. I'm not sure. But then they don't say what it depends on. <laughs> Right. Or like mm. how how it might be different in the real world. So that was awesome. Um, great vocabulary word, lollygagging. Lollygagging <laughs> describes <a> <laughs> um it's so good. Describes the action of just like meandering, um, g- moving slowly and getting distracted easily. Right. So lollygagging. That's awesome. Um, okay. One more I'm going to ask you this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Okay. So a part three question for you. Is it better that children are independent or reliant on their parents? Oh, my gosh. That is so debated by everyone these days. I mean, there have been entire books that have come out starting trends and uh, memes in our culture, like the helicopter parent, for example. Um, I know there was a book super popular a few years ago by an American who moved to France and raised her children there and tried to convince people that, you know, the French way was so much better than the American way, or um, about different ways of doing this in Japan. This, like, I remember there was a trend discussed a few years ago. I even heard about it on NPR. Um, again, it was from a book, an American mother in Japan who said, on the playground, parents don't, you know, they're not helicoptering over their children and worry they're going to get hurt all the time. And this is better for encouraging independence. So um, long way of introducing my opinion, which is we need to encourage independence, of course. I mean, how often do we hear of the stereotype these days of like the 30-year-old bachelor that still lives in his mom's basement? And, you know, come on, no matter how much we love our kids, we don't want that to happen. So we need to encourage our um, kids to do things for themselves. Um, They'll still love us. You know, that's the fear. Like, I don't want to love go. Um, They're still going to love us, right? Um, Especially if they feel strong and confident in their own lives and we help them get there. Oh, great answer. Such great (laughs) vocab. If you guys haven't heard that term before, helicopter parent, definitely add it to your vocab notebook because this is great vocabulary to bring up. This is used to refer to a parent that imagine them being a helicopter right over their child, like on the playground right there with their arms up ready to catch them if they fall. (laughs) Just like being really close and careful. I've had so many experiences at at parks where I was like far away and like my kid will be fine and another parent will, you know, come and be like, oh, I I helped your child get down because, you know, because they're more, they think I should be a helicopter parent. They're like judging my parenting. Parents are so judgy. I know. And I'm so sensitive. I don't know if you are, Aubrey, but like, even if I know they're wrong, I still, my feelings get hurt when people judge me like that. Or it'll be frustrating because I'm like, oh, I didn't want him to be let down. (laughs) Because then if I'm not watching, I know he can't get down. He's safe playing on the equipment. I'm talking to a friend. If someone lets him down, he could just wander off and I wouldn't know, you know? <laughs> well, and he'll never learn how to get down by himself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, too. get yes. stuck up there. Get, you know, like, get stuck. You know, yes. cry cry get for a, a minute and then figure it out and then you're going to be proud of yourself. Good for you. <laughs> yes. And I loved what you, this is a great strategy for speaking questions, you guys, is to share a stereotype where you say, we all know the stereotype of the 30-year-old bachelor still living at home, right? This is a great way to... <laughs> to add more interesting vocab and and to give the examiner a little chuckle because that's funny to talk about just like right? random stereotype for sure. 
Totally. Um, we've even seen, you know, because, yeah, that stereotype is so, is so strong in our culture, guys. And you see it depicted all the time in like on TV and movies and stuff. Um, and whenever James and I see that, James is like, don't worry, mommy, I will not be him. And so I was like, okay, that's great. But <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope you learned a lot from our model answers today. Um, uh, and I hope that we get to see your own answers to these questions. Comment on one of our posts on social media, guys. Anything about IELTS, go ahead and comment and be like, I heard you guys on the show and I want to re- I want to share my own answer um, about what we think in our culture about helicopter parents. I would love that. You can also yes. email us your IELTS questions, support at allearsenglish.com. Um, and remember, guys, you can become an All Ears English ambassador. Uh, go to allearsenglish.com slash share contest. And last link. I promise. Uh, free IELTS quiz, allersenglish.com slash my score. Nice. I almost want to share like a link just so that we're lying. I'm like, oh, what's another one? But no, there are no more. Those are all the links. <laughs> Those are all the links for today, guys. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thanks for uh, your sample answers today. This was fun. Yes. So fun. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.